Welcome back to another episode of Car Care for the Clueless, coming to you via the webtalkradio.net. I'm your host, Pam Oaks, and we're going to be discussing how not to repair your car in the driveway or garage, but how to have your car repaired properly by an ASC certified technician at an ASC Blue Seal shop. We're going to be talking about brakes, hoses, tune-ups, fuel, tires, I'm an ASC certified technician and shop owner for the last 17 years in the state of Florida, and I've seen a lot. I've taken this information and I compiled a book, Car Care for the Clueless, or How You Can Make Money While Maintaining Your Vehicle, and I've shared it with readers throughout the U.S. Well, now that we have our radio show here on webtalkradio.net, I'd like to share this information with you as well, and hopefully by listening to our suggestions and maintenance procedures that you'll save some money, money that you won't have to shell out to have your car repaired because you perform the proper maintenance. And from listening to this, you know the secrets on how to repair your car properly. So now that you know a little something about me, let's have you take advantage of my experiences and learn about your vehicle. On today's show, we're going to be talking to John. John's from Florida All of a sudden, John's developed a little problem with his A.C. in his vehicle. Not a good time, especially with the summer heat. So we're going to give him a little advice. Also, we're going to be talking about exhaust leaks. How do you know if you have an exhaust leak, and how detrimental is it to you and your car? And another topic will be, how far can you drive while your car is overheating? Well, you know, it depends upon make and model, and we'll talk about that as well. Of course, we're going to be discussing what you can do for your car this week to save money. And as always, we'll have Peter Sudak, our gadget guru, returning with another economically priced gadget for our summer vacation driving experience. But first, let's go over to John and talk about his A.C., Hi, John. This is Pam from Car Care for the Clueless. I understand you're having a little issue with your car. Why is it that at times when I'm in my car and I put it in reverse and back up and I turn the steering wheel to the left, the fan motors come on? That's for the air conditioning. Well, you know, John, that's not a normal occurrence. When you uh, start the car and you don't have the climate control on, that's meaning the vent, the AC, or the heater, nothing should kick on. Nothing should become operational unless you command it to do so. Even on automatic climate control systems where you would know it as a, a digital front dash on it and a couple knobs and some buttons. Even this is not programmed to come on when you turn the wheel while you're backing out of your driveway or a parking spot. The air conditioning on the dash, which we call the control head, is attached electrically to many, many components. Not only do these components allow you to turn the air, the heat, the vent on, but they also control things like the radio and the security system in your car, your windows, your instrument panel, even when you turn the car on, the ignition switch, key, and tumbler. So it's not a common occurrence, and I would highly recommend that you'd have this problem checked out by your ASC certified technician, of course, at an ASC Blue Seal shop. So please uh, don't ignore this because it could be a symptom of something else that's going on that you're not aware of at this time. 
Get it checked out, John, and shoot us over an email so we can hear what the results were of their findings. And we'll hear back from you soon, and take care. You know, all of us can speculate what's going on with John's car. It could be the electrical component in the ignition switch. It could be in the body control module, which runs the interior components in your car for you. It could be a number of things, a short, a worn control head. But, you know, you don't guess, and you have this checked out by an ASC certified technician. We had a uh, customer who decided that he thought he was going to guess, and he brought in a part to another shop and had it installed. He spent over $500 for this diagnosis that he got on the Internet, and the part he bought and the labor at this other shop, he was out $500, folks, and, and the real repair cost under $100. Have it checked out. Don't guess. Don't think the Internet's going to tell you the straight skinny. I mean, it's great for a lot of things, but for car repair, you can't put the phone up to the car and ask the internet website, what sound is my car making and how can it be fixed? You actually have to have the experience, set of eyes, and the knowledge to know what the vehicle is doing and how to repair it properly. Please remember, that's what we're there for. We're there to help you. And you can help yourself by asking those questions. Remember those two questions, why and how? Why do I need this, and how is this going to help me with my car? Don't forget that. Your wallet's going to be happier, and you're going to be happy with your car. No brainer. Now on to our next topic. We had an emailer ask about the exhaust on their vehicle, and how do they know that it's sealed properly? This is a good question, because the exhaust, which carries the noxious fumes away from the vehicle, away from the cab of the car, away from you, is uh, extremely important. They've even found out now that the exhaust from vehicles can even slow down heart rate. But back to their question, how do they know that it's actually sealed? Well, before the catalytic converter, which burns the nasty, noxious fumes that came out of the engine, and after the catalytic converter, there are oxygen sensors. These sensors, they monitor how much fuel is going into the exhaust, or I should say out of the exhaust, how the catalyst of the converter is altering chemical composition. And the last oxygen sensor behind the catalytic converter, it monitors this. When the converter is not working efficiently, it will set a check engine light on. That's how you'll know up to that point in the exhaust that things are working properly. But after that, after that second oxygen sensor, you have a long intermediate pipe that attaches to the muffler, which you can see sometimes if you look at the back of the car, and the muffler attaches the tailpipe, which goes past the bumper. Well, you want all that nasty, odorless, colorless gas to go past that bumper. That's why they have that long pipe in there. It's called an intermediate pipe, muffler, and tailpipe assembly. Now these things are put together by nuts and bolts and gaskets. Some of them are made in one piece, but after a period of time, whether it's an all-inclusive part or a put-together part, you're still going to have exhaust leak just from exposure to the elements, age, and miles on the vehicle. This needs to be checked out every time they do an oil change on your vehicle. It's real quick. They're underneath there anyway, and they shouldn't charge you a dime to have them look at this. You see, you don't want this gas 
going up inside the cavity of the car itself. You don't want it going into the trunk. You definitely do not want it to go into the cab of the vehicle. You want it to exit properly as designed out the tailpipe. They have found out cyclists on the road are experiencing heart issues, uh, lower heart rate. They're all stemming this from the exhaust out of our cars while they're cycling behind us, while they're sitting at the stoplight. They're inhaling this. They're outside the cab of the vehicle. They're inhaling all these noxious fumes all around. In fact, it's tenfold for them because it's not one car. It's dozens of cars. So we don't want you to inhale this as well. If you have an exhaust leak, please have it repaired. You don't want to have the windows rolled up because that will keep those noxious gases in. We need to have air circulation, so please keep the windows cracked down a bit, quite a bit until you get this repaired. Also, you know, breathing this can cause nausea, headaches, uh, fatigue, muscle aches. Well, now that we know about the heart rate, that's interesting. I mean, it's a whole plethora of things that you can avoid by having your exhaust in proper working order. And remember, if you have small children in the car, that's even worse because their bodies are developing and you don't want to introduce this into their system. And don't think that I'm going to buy a hybrid and get away from all this. Well, the hybrids have little gasoline engines as well. So yes, you do want to have all this noxious, toxic fumes away from you. So while you get your oil change, something really simple, have them look at your exhaust, pass the catalytic converter. Make sure everything's intact, nothing's rusty. You know, if it is, you can replace it by component or or possibly there's a patch that would be involved. You know, for an example, you had a bad gasket between the muffler and the intermediate pipe, and you could just add another gasket, remove the old, put the new, and you're free and clear and ready to drive on the road. So remember that. Write that down on your notes for the next time you get your oil changed. Moving on, we're going to be talking about what you can do for your car this week to make money. And if you're just tuning in, welcome to Car Care for the Clueless. I'm your host, Pam Oaks. We're coming to you via the webtalkradio.net. Today we've been talking about AC electrical issues, exhaust leaks. We're going to continue on with can you drive your car if it's overheating. Of course we have Peter Sudek back with another economically priced gadget for our summer driving experience and what you can do this week to make money off of your car. But next, let's talk to Peter and see what kind of a gadget he has for us, shall we? Hi, this is Peter. Can I help you? Hi, Peter. This is Pam. How you doing? Hey, Pam. How are you doing today? Good. So we're in midsummer, and um, what other gadgets do you have for us that it's economically priced and would help us a lot if we ever got stuck? Uh, definitely an item that will help you if you get stuck. It is a CB radio. Oh, wow. Do they still have those? Uh, yeah, they do. They make the old kind, but this is a new improved version. You don't actually have to wire it to the car. It plugs into your cigarette lighter, uh-huh. or it works off batteries in the unit itself, and it works just like a CB radio does, like on, like in the old days, the ones with the 20-foot antenna on the back of your car. Remember that? I remember oh, that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, seeing, seeing those with big old antennas that are driving down the highway and slinging back and forth, wondering if you're going to get hit with it while it's slinging back and forth. Oh, yeah. Oh, my so. gosh. Well, you know, that makes sense, though, because I know when I get my cell phone bill each month, they always have a little map of where I get reception and where I don't. Right. 
So if I ever got stuck, especially out west in the Rockies, I mean, there's a lot of blank space out there. Yes, there is. A lot of a lot of different dead patches. I mean, they're getting better at it, but there's still lots of dead patches out there for cell phone use. And uh, the CB radios are pretty much nationwide. I don't think there's any dead spots anywhere you can get a hold of somebody somewhere, you know, to get you some help. Oh, of course. For it. Yeah. And this is even better. You don't have to have the whole, you know, bulky unit wired up underneath the dash like in the old days. I remember that, yeah. And the big antenna and, mm-hmm. you know. You know, talking like Smokey and the Bandit, you know. (laughs) (laughs) You don't do that anymore, do they? No. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, but um, it's a, yeah, it's a handheld unit. You can go outside the car. You don't need a big bulky antenna. And, yeah, it's a a great, great idea to have. Mm -hmm. You know, another another thing to have for trips just in case, in in case you don't get cell phone reception, it would be a good backup. Sure would, wouldn't it? I know way back, probably dating myself, before we had cell phones and... Yeah, I got stuck one time on the highway, and I needed a tow. And that's what got me out of my jam was a CB radio. Yeah. Well, I didn't have any of those. Luckily, my cars were very cooperative with me when I was growing up, so I didn't I didn't have too many of those issues. But, uh, yeah, I could understand having a, a portable radio in there. I was thinking of getting one. I was like, nah, I don't need one. And luckily for me, I never did. Yeah, no, this was, I was going to a car show out of the area, and... Coming back, I got stuck. And let me tell you, there's not too many parts places out there that carry parts on hand for 30, 40-year-old cars. Uh, no, not too many. I know mm-hmm. you're trying to get some points in a condenser. It's almost like pulling teeth for somebody to try and find you some. I know. Oh, that was, yeah. yeah. That's right. These that's right. You heard about that. Real, real common, but, you know, for me, working the auto parts business, you know, that was 15 years ago, and they were pretty common back then. But nowadays, mm-hmm. it's just everything's electronic and there's you know everything's special order two three days to get sometimes and just even for Chrysler products and you know stuff that's pretty common back then but you know not anymore now so that's you know it's a good thing to have a cb radio it, it does the job so uh how would someone go about finding one of these i mean it's not like they're on the shelves at a box store or well, they, they they can go online and they can order one um cost on them is they had different models they range mm-hmm. anywhere from 80 to 100 dollars. that's not too bad and that, no and that's a very reasonable investment for having as a backup to your cell phone because you, you know nowadays everybody relies on their cell phone for everything there's some people that have disconnected their house phone and they use just strictly cell phone that's all they use anymore so hey you know what the best part about this though What's that? You don't get a bill at the end of the month. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> don't worry about keeping the batteries charged on it. That's it. <laughs> no bill at the end of the month. Thank mm-hmm. God. Yeah. What a wonderful idea. Yeah. And very practical. And, I mean, you have it. You have it. Uh, all the channels remain the same. It's not like they change no. around. And not like you have to. God, do they even have crystals for those anymore? I'm really going back, aren't I? Have what? They used to have crystals for the different channels and all that. Oh, I have Way, way back, way back. I'm not going to say anymore. Yeah. I'm sure that's done and gone. (laughs) 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 Well, that's a very good idea, Peter. Very, very good idea. Especially, you know, if you're going to be in areas that you uh, know that you don't have reception, of course, that's always Murphy's Law. You're going to have that flat tire and you need help. Yep. That's where you're going to get stuck. Yeah, 
they're getting don't think about charging their cell phone and then the battery's dead there's your perfect backup right there exactly so that's another thing you know if you go on your trip and you don't have a charger for the car and you're relying strictly on your cell phone especially mm-hmm. a lot of people like to use them while they're traveling and talk and talk and talk you know and um, yeah they wear that battery down and yep doesn't take, doesn't take long when you're on it all the time when it sits idle it'll last you a few days but just if you're talking on it all the time, it burns it out pretty quick. Sure does. Even with the newer ones. Well, what a great alternative to get help. Yeah, that was a good, that was definitely a good snag. I'm glad we could find something else to help the summer travelers in case they get in case they get stuck. Hopefully they won't, but if they do, it's another alternative to having the car just for backup in case the cell phone doesn't work. Well, thank you, Peter. Thank you for looking into that, and we look forward to talking to you next week. Okay, sounds good. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, there you go. Peter comes up with another interesting gadget. Thank you for sharing with us, Peter. Next, we're going to talk about should you or should you not drive if you know your car's overheating. First of all, how do you know? How do you know your car's overheating? Uh, The little gauge and the little light on your dash, unfortunately, they do not measure hot steam. They only measure hot liquid hot water, hot antifreeze, so on and so forth. So you could have no coolant, antifreeze, water, what have you, in your coolant system to keep the engine cool. It'll just show everything's fine and dandy on your gauge. Well, unfortunately, for those who have driven under those conditions, know the results. Engine damage, plain and simple. But for those of you are stuck in a situation that you can't stop By all means, try to get out of that situation as quick as possible so you can pull over and call for help. There's no fixing this on the side of the road, trust me. There are some vehicles, some higher-end vehicles, that actually will allow you to drive a period of time while you're experiencing an overheat condition. But before you do this, please check with your manufacturer and see if you own one of these cars or trucks. If you don't have one of these vehicles, why take the financial risk and operate your car while it's in an overheat condition? It's not good for the car. It's not good for your stress level. And most of all, it's not good for your wallet. Think of the money you will save if you can pull your vehicle over in a safe area And call for help. Call for a tow truck. Call your motor service. Call your brother. Call your cousin. Call somebody. But don't drive. Normally when this happens in an overheat condition, because the way that they have engines built nowadays, there is a gasket material between the upper and the lower portion of the engine. The engine split in the two pieces, think. They they separate. And this gasket material can only withstand so much temperature change. And then finally, the integrity of it, well, it's gone. This is a very expensive repair. And in some cases, you could lose the whole engine, just not that gasket. You could crack one of the forged metal components because it gets so hot. You don't realize how hot this gets. So save your money, and if it ever overheats, pull over and get help which actually leads us into what you can do this week for your car. You know, there's all sorts of things that we do for ourselves, we do for our families, we do for our job, 
but what can you do for your mode of transportation that is focused around all these components that I just mentioned? Well, why don't we start with something simple first? Let's make sure you have the proper air pressure in your tires. Each vehicle, it varies. So if you're not sure, ask your ASC certified technician to check your air pressure and to put the proper pressure in your tires, front and back. All the front tire pressure can vary from the rear tire pressure. If ever in doubt and you're stuck somewhere, there's a little sticker on the inside driver's door that will say the tire size and the front tire pressure and the rear tire pressure. Not only will this bring back the proper braking and stability for your driving experience, but it's going to save you money at the gas pump. Yes, just being down a few PSI, pressure per square inch, can actually waste gas. Now this is money that you're putting into your gas tank that you could keep in your wallet. It's a no-brainer. Keep it in your wallet, have your air pressure checked this week, and try to make it once a month check the air pressure in your tires to maintain the tire pressure and to maintain your bank balance and actually have it start to inch up because you're doing something good for the car, you're doing something good for the environment, and you're doing something good for your bank account. I don't know where the time's gone, but uh, I appreciate you stopping by and having a chat with us and discussing how you can save money on your car repairs by properly maintaining your vehicle. Up and coming topic next week is going to include our ASC Master Technician, Pablo Sarmiento, more than 30 years experience regarding the automotive industry. And we're going to be talking about the airbag system. Now, there's two types of airbag systems. There's one for your suspension, how high or how low your vehicle sits, or the airbags that actually come out of the dash and the steering wheel in case you have an accident. This is also called a safety restraint system. And we're going to be talking about the safety restraint system and why it is so important that this remains intact and you keep it maintained and how to maintain it. So Pablo and I are going to be talking to you about that next week and we will answer a couple more emails. And of course we'll have Peter Sudak with one of his many summertime driving gadgets for us. This is Pam Oaks, host of Car Care for the Clueless, and I'm looking forward to talking with you next week on webtalkradio.net. And if you'd like to hear any of our other webcasts on Car Care for the Clueless, just look in the archive section on Web Talk Radio, and you can catch up to where we're at right now. Or if you have any questions you'd like me to answer on the show or personally, you can email me. Just go to our website, Car Care for the Clueless, that's all one word spelled out, dot com. Or if you'd like to purchase my book, Car Care for the Clueless, or how you can make money while maintaining your vehicle, you can go to amazon.com backslash books. They have it in paperback. You can download it to your digital media for your Kindle. Also, you can get it on our website at carcareforthecluelist.com. Or you can visit my shop website at pamsmotorcity.net. And remember, all this together is to help you maintain your vehicle properly and keep money in your wallet. Money that you would normally have shelled out to have unnecessary car repairs because you didn't do the proper maintenance to begin with. So you too can be a savvy car care consumer. 
Until next week, take care.